when we go out to present ourselves in a new space, a lot of times we think I'm unqualified. I'm not ready. I don't have enough experience. I don't have big enough testimonials. I don't have enough success stories. And in reality, you are the same person, right? And if you tap into all those tools in the tool belt that I call it of your experience of of life, you know, you are the same person today as you are, you know, then, right? Hey gang, Melissa Hanalt here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a mom of three corporate burnout that built a secondary six figure income around my nine to five with little kids. This set me free and allowed me to fire my boss and pursue my wildest dreams. It took grit, persistence, and belief, but now operating multiple six figure businesses as an online entrepreneur and business coach, I have become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts to take the leap and go all out and live out their dreams. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips, and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. Yay, and we are live with the Burnout to All Out podcast. So excited to have Kelly Roche here today. Welcome, Kelly, welcome. Hey, hey, so excited to be here. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to, I would love to give an introduction to my audience and our our folks in the Academy. Just a couple of amazing nuggets about Kelly for you guys. In case you don't know her, you should. She is my mentor. And for those of you in the Academy, the Academy would not exist with the level of service and value we give you guys if it wasn't for Kelly's mentorship. So she is my mentor inside the Unstoppable Entrepreneurs and their leadership program. And she operates an eight-figure business in online business coaching. She actually has four businesses. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't blow your mind, she has four businesses and she has a top pot, top 15 podcast in Mark, is it the, it's marketing. Mark, the marketing category, right? And Kelly is a sister from another mother in the sense that she actually <laughs> left corporate. She was a corporate executive and we're going to get into this. Uh, one of the, the youngest corporate executive and the role that she was in with a massive team as a female and left that opportunity and has bet on herself and has created an incredible legacy, not just for you, not just for the people you work with, but like your clients and the ripple effect that you're making for like my clients because of finding you. So you're just, obviously, I think you're just an incredible human being and so excited to have you here today and learn more about your journey and your story, Kelly. Thank you so much. No, I, I, every day my mind is blown at the opportunity that we've been given, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that things are so at our fingertips now that it's really important to understand how lucky we are to even have this opportunity to be doing what we're doing here today, which is why I never lose enthusiasm for doing it because I'm like, do we really get to do this? Is this really what we get paid to do, right? So I'm excited to be here, Melissa. Absolutely. And you know, I'll say this really quickly, Kelly. One of the things I loved, you guys, I just left a VIP event with her last, yesterday, yesterday. Well, actually this morning, I left this morning, but 
one of the things I loved is at your level, as massive as your business is, you still had your daughter over in the corner. Yeah. She was doing her work. She was doing her gymnastics. Your husband was there. And I just feel like you are setting such an incredible example for mm -hmm. so many women out there that look, you can have a, you can have an incredibly successful, thriving business mm -hmm. and include your family. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it, it's the most important thing to me. Mm -hmm. And it's most important to me for two reasons. One, obviously, because my family is the first and most important thing in my life. But the second reason why it's so important to me is I believe that women do need a role model that is saying to them, you can be genuine, you can be you, you know, my family comes everywhere with me. Maddie's always sitting on the side of the room or popping in the room when I'm on a live stream. And, you know, most people that run an eight or, you know, nine figure company, you know, it, it's about a lot of other things. For me, it's about being a humble servant and being a role model and also paving that path and empowering women to know, like, you can have a family that you're absolutely obsessed with that you put first and accomplish your goals and dreams. And so I hope that message is getting across. Oh, you know how well it came across? Kelly, when I got home this morning and my three-year-old is out of school right now, my husband's like, here, I've got to go. He'd been watching the kids, right? And I'm like, I've got to coach clients today. I have all this. And then I was like, if Kelly can run a workshop with like 25, 30 <laughs> like, clients with her children in the room or her daughter in the room, like... I can juggle a three-year-old and do this. And so like you, again, it's the ripple effect, right? On what you're doing for us. So love that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And I mean, again, I just, you know, I want to remind everyone that, you know, that's one of the things that is going to magnetize your ideal clients because they're going to say, wow, remember they're coming to you in the first place. The reason why they're listening to you is because you know something that they want to know more of and that they want to become more of. And when you create that openness and that opportunity for yourself, you're then doing the same thing. You're, you're passing that baton on to others, right? So it's time for that next evolution of women at work. And we all can play a part in that, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it so much. Well, let's, let's kind of go back. I want to take a journey to, you know, the younger Kelly, like, do you, when yeah. did you know, or how did, did you always know that you were destined to be an entrepreneur? Like no. where did, where, where did that start to surface? Yeah, I didn't, you know, I, we, I grew up in a family, five kids, uh, one salary. My mom, obviously, even if she was working, we would spend all of our money on daycare with five kids, right? So, you know, she was home. My dad worked for a nonprofit. So we were, we were borderline, you know, my whole life. And, you know, I think there was like almost like a nervous tick in my house where the answer to everything was no, we can't afford it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure some of you can relate to this. And, you know, by the time I got to be like 12, 13, and I was actually old enough to be able to, to start working, I just was that kid that I just wasn't willing to accept no for an answer. You know, I was like, no, we can't afford it. I'm going to figure out how to earn it. I wasn't willing to take no for an answer. You know, I think because I came from a place of such a high level of financial insecurity in, in my home life, when I began to work and when I pursued my career, I pursued a career in which I felt very financially insulated and safe. Mm -hmm. And so entrepreneurship was not even a consideration for me. I would not even 
the thought of entrepreneurship would not have even crossed my mind. And I thought the the way, the truth and the life was go get a corporate job and get promoted and be an executive and, you know, do all those things, which is exactly what I did. And I very much value and utilize that knowledge and experience every day. So I at no point would, you know, put that down or say, oh, that was a bad choice. Right. But, but I definitely recognized over the years, over a period of, you know, getting promoted seven times in eight years and, and, I always say, so to speak, you know, climbing to to the top of the wrong mountain kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I got there and I'm, I wouldn't change anything because I would not be able to have gotten my company to eight figures if I didn't have what I learned there. Right. So, you know, that's fine. But I got there and I was like, okay, this is great financially, but this is not going to cut it as far as life goes. Right. And I was like, this isn't going to quite work. Right. But now here I am. And I basically lived a whole life in my twenties. You know, I I had a whole career in my twenties that spans a lifetime for most people. And, you know, getting to the point where I was running 17 locations, I had a team of a hundred people. I developed a level of wisdom and knowledge and expertise that I was like, okay, you know, I, I have a gift. I have something I can pass on to other people. And again, I never really associated or saw myself as an entrepreneur, but I did say, if I want to have the financial freedom and I want to live a life that I love, I am going to have to take total accountability for that. And I'm going to have to go create something. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to go create something. And then the next question was like, well, what can I do? Right. What can I do? What am I good at? And I'm like, I'm good at coaching people. I'm good at helping people reach their financial goals. I'm good at believing in people and showing them, you know, how to sell and and to understand business. Right. And then I was like, and who, like, who am I really being called to serve? And I chose small business owners specifically because I knew that every business owner that I touched, it was them. It was their family it was the next generation, it was their clients, and that it would just be this like massive ripple effect. And, you know, Melissa, we forget like you're in my world. And and so we interact, you and I interact a lot with business owners that have this this business acumen, especially in the unstoppable entrepreneur community, because we, we drill that into people so aggressively. But the vast majority of people that go into business for themselves, they have no business background. Right. And so they're, they're almost operating blindfolded with their hands behind their backs. And I was like, okay, this is a real opportunity. Like this is where I can make a difference in the world. This yes. is where I can really do something. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so yeah. good. And you're right. Just this, um, the systems and the tools, just a little plug for you, for anybody who listens, like when I came to Kelly, I I had a program, but I didn't have the systems and the tools and like the business savviness. Right. And like you said, I think a lot of entrepreneurs have these great ideas and they can create, but then it's like, but systematically, how do you scale that? How do you not fall flat? How do you lead? Right. So, so awesome. Cause you guys tremendously helped me. Well, so then let me ask you this then. So, so you had this journey in corporate climb. I say I climbed Mount Everest and got to the top and was like, Ooh, wrong mountain. Right. Like, like so, but you, I want to take a step back to you being a pro athlete, right? So you are a professional cheerleader for the Philadelphia Eagles and for anyone who's in dance and in cheer at like to get to that level. Right. Do oh you speak to maybe not a, like your learnings as a, 
professional cheerleader, how did that actually, how has that benefited you? That journey to getting on the field, like how has that benefited you as the CEO you are today? Oh, so much, so much. I mean, first of all, what people don't understand about cheerleaders is they are full on athletes. The training is unbelievably rigorous. I mean, you're talking five, six hours of rehearsals multiple times a week with two to three, two minute water breaks. It's physical activity, like at an athletic level. And the audition process that I went through for the Eagles was certainly more rigorous than anything I had ever experienced or have experienced up until this point from the standpoint of just the mental, physical energy, commitment, tenacity, drive required. It was like a six week process, right? So you start off with hundreds and hundreds of women and you end up with picking 30, right? Mm -hmm. So, so that process in and of itself was the first time I really put myself out there in a big way and was like super exposed. I was the youngest girl on the team. I was, I actually, so I I picked the college that I went to because I was going to be in the least amount of debt. So I ended up going to Westchester University is right down the street where I grew up. And because I just, I, I, again, I, I did not want to perpetuate this financial insecurity in my life. My whole focus was how do I escape this life of financial insecurity? So I didn't want to get in a lot of debt. So here I am at this school and I check out the cheerleading team. I check out the dance team. I've been dancing at a really highly competitive level all growing up. And that was a whole nother thing. But so they're like, awful right they're like d3 and i'm like okay so here i have a choice i'm like i'm i want to keep i'm an athlete i want to keep being an athlete so i'm like okay i can either go join these these teams and be the best one on the team or i can go for the pros and i can be probably the worst one on the team not knowing whether or not i even had a chance at making it but i was like i just can't do it right so i i just decided to go for it and it was amazing but yeah. So to answer your question, I mean, what did I get out of that? Well, first of all, a lot of things that people don't know about professional cheerleaders is they do a lot of charity appearances, a lot of PR appearances. They're being interviewed for you know papers and for articles. They're interacting with the CEOs in all of the big boxes that people make massive investments for. So you're speaking you're presenting, you're interacting with everyone from, you know, the billion dollar CEO to the average Joe. And so for me as an 18 year old, beyond the rigorous hours, which were unbelievable and the hard work and the discipline that came with that, it was really understanding that dynamic of interacting with a lot of different people on a lot of different levels and being able to pick up on those cues and, and meet people where they were and really listen and, you know, be able to present confidently on camera, which, hi, here I am. This is what I do for a living, right? Um, so, yeah, it's so interesting. And I, I really love that you brought that up, Melissa. So I would say all in all, there's there's many ways that that impacted my career journey. But what I would say for everyone is, you probably have a lot of things in your backstory that you're not utilizing right now. Mm -hmm. And this is one of the things I I really try to talk about a lot when I do these types of interviews, because uh, especially women, when we go out to present ourselves in a new space, a lot of times we think I'm unqualified. I'm not ready. I don't have enough experience. I don't have big enough testimonials. I don't have enough success stories. Mm -hmm. And in reality, you are the same person, right? And if you tap into all those tools in the tool belt that I call it of your experience of 
of life, you know, you are the same person today as you are, you know, then, right? But it's your ability to tap into your past experiences, those past tools that you have in the tool belt and actually now apply them in a new setting. And that's something that I do every day. And that's why I always say like with my corporate career, like, am I happy I made the change? Of course, I'm living my dream life now. But do I regret that time? No, because I go back into that tool belt every day. Every day yeah. I go back in that tool belt. And and I was explaining this to my team. It's very interesting. Like I find that I'm using what I learned there now today because of the size and scope of the company much, much more than I was in the early days. And so I would say go back in that tool belt and really revisit every experience that you've ever had, every job, every every obstacle, and really look at what was that learning and that tool that you developed that you could pull back out and apply to what you're trying to achieve today. I think that's really, really important. Yes. Oh my gosh. So true. And I couldn't agree more. I think that, you know, as I was exiting corporate myself, I think one of the reasons I had such a jump start in network marketing was because, you know, people grow and scale at different paces, but I'd managed a team uh, geographically dispersed across the country already. You know, I'd already been leading teams virtually. And like, like you said, it's like that coaching leadership piece. It just, every, I feel like every piece of your history, you know, informs and gives you the skill set for where you're headed, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so let's talk about this then. So you were in corporate and you had this killer job, right? Like you had like climbed to the top of what you thought was going to be like the answer to financial security and all the things. And you realized maybe not so much. You enjoyed, you loved your career. You enjoyed your career. I get that. But what was it like to begin? Because I know it wasn't all nothing. It's not like today, Kelly is, you know, an executive at a Fortune 500 and tomorrow she's got an eight figure business on her own, right? There was this journey. And I know that a lot of people are scared just to take that first step, right? So how did it start for you? Was it all or nothing? Or how did to give some insights for folks who are thinking about getting started, but they're like, I can't just leave my job today, Kelly, right? So- Can you share a little bit about your journey there and how you got started versus where you are today? Yes. Well, I have a very different, you know, stance from an advice and guidance standpoint than most people in the business and personal development space do. And that is don't quit your day job. And, and, and that is not, that is based on the practicality of the fact that if you've never started your own business before, even if you know business it is going to take you on average two to three years to get your air under your wings and to truly step into who you now are mm-hmm. and operate at a level of both competence and confidence to both be creating enough revenue to invest in the business the right way and then also to pay yourself, right? So unless you are, <clears throat> you know, just wealthy beyond belief and, and you have, you know, an extra couple hundred thousand dollars that you're comfortable living off of for two to three years before starting your business and you want to go into that savings, which I did, by the way, I had that money in savings and I still wasn't willing to do that because I was like, why am I going to burn through my savings? There is a learning curve with entrepreneurship, no matter how smart you think you are. Right. So, you know, my advice is always don't quit your day job. So I actually started on the side. I was working in my business for about three hours a day. I did an hour before work. I worked on my lunch break and then I worked in the evening. And then as the business grew, I began to, you know, do some work on the weekends, do a little bit more in the evenings, you know, so on and so forth. And I actually built my business almost to the million dollar mark while working full time and just running my business on the side. 
Yes. I don't think I really know that. that. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that about me. So, you know, and, and that is why it kills my soul when I see entrepreneurs working 80 hours a week, because I'm like, hold up, Ranger. I did this, you know, working three hours a day on the side of a corporate job. I was working in 60 hours a week. Most of what people spend their time on is so irrelevant and unnecessary. And for me, that was the smartest and best decision I ever made because it showed me and forced me to only spend my time on what was absolutely necessary for the business to grow. And so that has really, has really filtered into not just how I grew the business, but how I teach business growth. And I don't believe you need to work 60 or 80 hours a week in your business. I just, I just don't subscribe to that, but I do think you have to understand where to spend your time. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so good. So, so good. And it's funny you say that because I think about when I was building my business while working full time, the, the first couple of months that I left corporate to just do my side business, I was less effective because yes. I had all this time and I didn't know what to like what to do with it, right? Are you ready to start having way more fun adding new business partners to your social selling team this summer? Or maybe you're just burnt out and worn out of the old recruitment tactics that aren't working anymore, that are just hard to stand out on platforms that so many other social sellers are using. It's time you start getting the return on investment you were hoping for with your business. You're working hard. You're just on the wrong platform with the wrong message to find the business partners that are going to lock arms with you and build your dreams together. I'm going to let you in on how I built multiple six-figure businesses, multiple six-figure businesses, using the power of LinkedIn and my proven methods over a free five-day course. Avoid that dreaded summer business drip that so many experience in social selling. Register today and let's start having fun. Go check out the Burnout to All Out Facebook page. Join our free community and get registered today. We launch on May 17th. Hope to see you in my free workshop. Well, so this is so good. So let me ask you this then. So, and I apologize. You guys are going to hear a little bit of drilling outside. This is like life working from home. They're doing some construction out it's here. Always, there's a, <laughs> I feel like every time you get on camera, there's like a radar in the universe. that's like, oh, she wants to record. Oh, oh, let me, let me do this. Let me do that. There's always something. Yeah. It's nonstop. Yes. That's okay. So. Was there, was there a moment there's like a, like I experienced at least a tipping point. I'm curious for you where like you were balancing the corporate career, your side business was really starting to scale and you were, there were so many hours getting eaten up. Was there, was there a moment where you were like, did you ever question why am I, is this really going to work? Am I doing the right thing? Because I know I got to the point where I was like, I was spending less time with my kids and my husband than ever before. Even though I saw the light at the end of the tunnel, I still questioned it in the middle. Like, should I, should I keep doing this? Right? Like, did you ever, did you ever experience that? How did you overcome it? For sure. I mean, for sure. I remember sitting, I can still like envision it. I think I PTSD, but I just, I remember sitting at the kitchen table, just like having my arms folded and putting my head down on the table and being like, what 
am I doing with my life? Like <laughs> I am killing myself. I'm doing all the things. And, and, and I write about this in my books and I use the image on the front of bigger than you of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. And I try so hard and it's why I even started this interview. You know, we're talking about this and I said, don't quit your day job. Give yourself two to three years. We live in a society that dangles this carrot of instant fame, instant millions, overnight success. It is not like that for anyone in reality. When we have instant success, it's because of the previous 15 years of that then in that instant, it was successful because of everything that came before that, right? But social media makes you think you're doing it wrong and that you're the only one struggling. Right. And so I make it a point to talk about this, you know, on pretty much every live stream on every podcast that I do, you know, this is a multi-year journey. And especially with the way that a business builds, the first two to three years are primarily under the surface. They are really foundational years of you getting clear on who you now are as a person, the market that you're identifying with your product, like who you're serving, what all of that looks like. And so Although what you're doing matters and it's important and it's planning the roots that will ultimately support your company for years to come, most of it is not above the surface. So it really, truly does look and feel to you like this isn't working. Nothing is happening. And I was working just as hard as a struggling new business owner as I am today right? As an eight figure business owner, it's just that it now I've had seven years of that repetition and frequency of doing the right things that it's like, oh, it's starting to catch up a little bit. Now it actually is showing, right? Right. It's not because I suddenly became good at what I did. I was just as good then as I am now, right? Yes. Yes. So, so good. And I love that book, by the way. And I think it's an incredible book, incredible book. And it talks really about your team too, like the structure of a team. And it totally changed the trajectory of my company. When I read that book and joined UE, it exploded my business because I realized I needed to, I needed to delegate out and get people in their zone of genius here, but being patient with the process too. Right. Okay. So what, well, let me ask you this, because I told you I'm really curious. So Kelly is, you know, she leads Unstoppable Entrepreneur. She's got a number of businesses. I'll have you talk about them in a minute, but she's obviously a mentor to me along with my advisor and the program. So I'm curious with someone who has their own eight figure business, owns four companies, do you have a mentor and what does that look like for you? Yeah. Yeah. I'll always have a mentor. I've invested in coaching since the year before I started my company. And I'll I'll give a really important analogy that I hope everyone listening will, will take and put in your pocket and keep it with you on your business journey. Most people, when they begin to get help in their business, they say, I can't wait until I don't have to spend this money anymore. I can't wait until I can be done with this coaching and not be spending that money. And they want to spend as little as they possibly can on mentorship. And the biggest recommendation that I can give everyone, and this is my own approach, is you want to work with the best mentor and in the best, highest capacity you possibly can. And what you're spending on that mentorship should grow as you grow. 
right? And so I'm always investing and reinvesting and reinvesting and reinvesting. And now I actually, I personally work with mentors. Last year, I was working with Allie Brown. I'm just about now to start working with Jay Abraham. Uh, But I don't just invest in mentorship for myself. I have Michael in a coaching program right now. I have Shireen in a coaching program right now. I have Danielle in a coaching program right now. We're looking for a mentor for Stephanie. So this is definitely something that's a little bit counterintuitive. But when you don't have a mentor, you are quite literally naked. You you do not have someone that is giving you that blanket to wrap around you of, hey, I've been where you're going and I can show you how to get there. And, and I always say it's kind of like you getting dropped off at the edge of the jungle without a flashlight in the middle of the night and saying, OK, I'll meet you on the other side. Right. <laughs> That, that's really what it is. So for me, I've had periods as the business has scaled that it's become really difficult to even find the right mentor because mm-hmm. as you go higher and further, there are not a lot of people available, as you can imagine, that are teaching at that level. And for me, there's always a little bit of uneasiness <laughs> when I'm in that in-between. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm operating here without anyone in my vicinity that's already done this. Right. And you never want to be in that space. There's so much uncertainty in what we do already. And so much of what we do has to be done without guidance because of the evolution of the Internet, that at least you want to make sure that from a mentorship standpoint, from a team building and company infrastructure and legal and HR and growth standpoint that you have someone that's been there and done that, that can say, Hey, you know, come back over here. You're about to go over a cliff. Right. So that's, that's an important mindset. And and I would say even more important as you build and grow your business, you really want to think about investing in mentorship for your team because it, to build a true company, there will be a lot of people within the company that are doing things that you've never done and that you're never going to do. So you can't assume that you're going to impart all the wisdom in your team for all the things, even though half of what they're doing has nothing to do with what you've ever done. It's, it's, you, you have to really think that through. So for me, I'm always looking for how do I, when we want to be successful at something that I'm not the best person in the world at doing, how do I go so find someone that is so that we're not just like making it up as we go, right? Right. Right. Oh my gosh, that's so good. It's got my wheels turning for my team as well. So good. Well, so speaking of businesses, can you share with everybody what your businesses are? I know I'm a part of your coaching program, but what are these four amazing businesses that you have? Yeah, definitely. So I have really dedicated my life to, to two things. It is really simplifying the path to financial freedom for entrepreneurs and impacting the next generation with courage, confidence, and equipping them with the skill set to achieve their highest potential. So everything that I do from UE through the Philanthropic Foundation is focused on how do we take this thread of thought and look for gaps in the market and find ways to serve in new ways, right? So UE, of course, is my baby, then Sapova Entrepreneur, and that's where we help you know service-based business owners scale their businesses online. And, and that's, that's my baby and my first company. And, and then I have 
three partners in three different companies. One is called The Courageous Brand. I run that with my best friend of 20 years. Her name's Amy. And we have two sides of that business. We have a retail brand where we have wearable signs of courage with the message of what we're trying to do in the world. And then we have an educational arm of the business where we have an academy for girls ages six through 13 to teach skills that they don't learn in school around courage, confidence, entrepreneurship, communication, all of those things. We have a program that's now being taught in actual public schools around the country starting this fall for sixth through eighth graders on entrepreneurship. And we just released our gap year program, which is for high school graduates that maybe aren't sure about college, don't want to just dive right into debt, are still trying to figure out where they want to go and what they want to do. And it's really focused on helping them build real world entrepreneurial and business related skills that then can be applied if they decide to go to college or can be utilized to go right into the workforce. So that was my second company. My third company I run with Laura Myers called the Women's Advance Network. And it is basically a a company that is completely dedicated to solopreneur women that run high ticket consultancies. So obviously inside UE, we're really, really focused on helping people kind of build their empire, right? The advance is really focused on collaboration, referrals, networking, and co-creation for high ticket one-to-one consultants. And then I run the Social Sellers Academy with Ryan Dowdy, and that is a training school for social sellers. So entrepreneurs that don't want to be the salesperson in their business anymore can send their social sellers to our school, essentially have them trained by us and come out on the other side, ready to perform for them. So cool. Okay. So I know some people are wondering, so I'm asking, you've got all these businesses. I'm curious compared to working as an executive in corporate versus being your CEO, leading and partnering in four different businesses, where did you work more? Yeah. Oh, in corporate, 100%. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like dinner at the office every night. Like I actually have dinner with my family every night. And now that we're in Delray, we'll go walk to the beach or we'll go walk into town or we'll go do something together as a family. Like my whole life has changed, right? Like I I would go into the office every weekend uh, when I was working in corporate, every weekend. So one of my weekend days, every weekend was a full day at the office. I was there for dinner pretty much every night. So no, absolutely. I, I was working more uh, in corporate than I am now, for sure. <laughs> that, that's, that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Well, so then let's talk about the one thing I wanted you to kind of impart with the group is around that. We talked about kind of that mental, mental toughness, you know, when things get tough, because I know that with your journey as the athlete, the dancer that you were, as your journey, you know, even growing up, right? Like your humble beginnings, right? To where you are today. Um, Can you impart just a couple of really good nuggets on, you know, the mental tenacity or maybe tenacity isn't the right word, but just the mental like resilience and toughness, just tips in the entrepreneur space to be able to manage the ups and the downs and, and all the things, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I always say it doesn't get easier, you get stronger and your team gets better. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important. And I've, I've done entire episodes on this, you know, being happy now and being at peace now, if you're a miserable person now and you suddenly have a six or seven or eight figure business, you're, you're still going to be miserable. Right. Like like money is not going to make you happy. Your business isn't going to make you happy. And the reason I say that is 
you know, I, I love the money and I love the freedom and I love the company and the success and all of those things. But as you grow, your mental toughness has to expand as you do. Otherwise you won't make it. And so there's always going to be something and you have to learn how to be at peace and be in gratitude, even in that moment of that toughness and, and putting it, you know, in its own category. And I, I look at everything in terms of athletes probably because I was one, but also because I think it's the, the thing that's most closely connected to success and entrepreneurship. And when you think about an athlete that is training at an elite level, the, the, the thing that actually allows an athlete to improve their performance and build the muscle to, to perform is the tears. It's the rips in the muscle, and then it's the recovery, the effective recovery that follows the rips in the muscle. And for us as entrepreneurs, our rips in the muscle are our failures, and our failures are how we gain the information needed to succeed. Our recovery is how fast we can process that information and apply that learning to move forward to achieve the next thing. And so many times as entrepreneurs, and especially, listen, it's personal, it's our businesses, but we think that every failure is the end of the world. Every time we fail, it's like my world is crumbling, right? And, and I've been there too. We've all been there, right? But, but we have to learn to focus on extracting the information, which when failure happens, what it is, is it's simply just a redirect to say, don't do it that way. This is why you know, shift 10% here, just like they say, a, a plane that's on its way to somewhere, you know, 90, 95% of the time, it's totally off course. But because they're making the corrections the entire time, that's how they get to the destination. So as entrepreneurs, we have to develop that mental toughness of saying, okay, I'm going to focus on extracting the learning faster and applying to leap forward more quickly. And we have to remove the emotion and really say, you know, if you want to get it, if you want to get that big goal, if you want to get that big dream, if you want to make it to that destination that you have been challenging yourself to work towards, you don't have time to sit in your emotions and, and wallow over this thing. You have to, because the more time that passes, the, the less that you truly understand what just happened. And can apply that learning. So treat yourself like an athlete. Treat yourself like someone who is working to be the best in the world at what you do, which means you will have to tear a lot of muscle. You have to tear a lot of muscle, a lot of scraped knees, a lot of falling down and getting back up, a lot of learnings, a lot of mistakes. But then you focus on the recovery. And the recovery is, oh, my gosh, amazing. I didn't die. Right. I didn't die. I'm still here. What's the learning? And then the recovery is, how do I apply the learning? And now, boom, I get to leap forward and achieve the success that comes from it. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So good. And it's so true. I've, I've even just kind of learned this over the past year or two in my early journey. You know, my, my Facebook account got hacked right after my very first launch. And it was like the world was ending, you know, and it ended up being an incredible blessing and lesson on the back end because they yeah. the hackers got into so many things. And this was when I just done one launch. I think I made like $1,200 with my first uh, little course program. Right. And I had like no two-step edification, new, no two-step authentication, yeah. authentication factor on anything. And they got into everything. And I'm like, in retrospect to your point, Kelly, I'm like, that happened on purpose so that I could get ready for the oh, business yeah. I was oh. about to launch. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just went through it. I mean, I, I just went through, I'll say the hardest 90 days of my life at the beginning of this year, like no exaggeration. I've been through a lot of my life. So I'm, I'm a pretty tough cookie. Um, a lot, a lot happened. A lot of people I was like betrayed and let down and stolen from and a lot, like a, a lot. And I look now and I'm like, it all happened for me. It all happened for me. All, right. all of it happened for me, right? So you just have to take that information and say, okay, it sucks that this happened, but but what is the information here? And I look at now the decisions that I've made because of what happened, and our company is a thousand times stronger than it was 90 days ago because of that setback. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, your podcast yeah. on that was incredible. You guys have to go back and catch it if, if you want some ins- inspiration on how to be resilient. Um, okay, so last question, and then we can wrap up. This is something that, Kelly, you touched on that I've never heard specific training on before that I wish was emphasized more. And that is when I started first going through your program to prepare for launching this academy, there was this whole module on like, we talk about treating yourself, like treat your business like an athlete, but you also talk about treating your body as though you're performing for, you know, the next big game. And I never really thought about it before. You know, you're coaching around sleep and hydration. Of course, now the drill is going to go. All those things that like your, how you show up on screen energetically, right? Can you just speak to that a little bit while I mute myself from the drill? Because I think it's so valuable and a lot of people don't think about how treating themselves impacts their business, their ROI of their business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's everything. And I think that so many times people think, oh, if I slow down to take care of myself, then I'm taking away from my business. And I think I had that mindset early on. I was like, I can't slow down. I can't slow down. I have to do these things. I have to do these things. And I think when I got into the low, like multiple seven figures, I really realized like, oh my gosh, like if something happens to me, like it's over. Like this whole game is over. Like this is not a joke anymore. Like we're talking hundreds of clients. We're talking staff. We're talking legalities, contracts. Like, and, and I was like, okay, like you, you don't have any wealth without your health. Like it's over. And I mean, I talked about this earlier, but like, you don't need to work 80 hours a week in your business. If that's what you're doing, then you're spending time on things that you don't need to. I hear people talk all the time, like, grind and hustle like into the night. And I work my ass off. Okay. So I am a huge proponent of hard work. I also get eight hours of sleep a night, no matter what religiously, like it's not even a question, but yeah, I mean, just, it's just remembering that in order for our bodies to serve us, we need to take care of our bodies. So, you know, simple things, right? Drinking enough water. Most people are chronically dehydrated. So they have brain fog, they have terrible headaches. They're drowsy all the time. They, they make poor decisions. And we don't realize you could just keep a glass of water by your desk all day. And literally, it, it's something that overnight, there you go. It's overnight. You can instantly increase your energy. You can think more clearly. You can feel better. But it's, it's understanding that this is not a nice to have. It's understanding that your body will not be able to continue to support you if you don't support your body, right? So it's little things you see. I'm, I'm standing right now, right? I got to my new house and like one of the first things I did was order a standing desk because I was like, 
I'm not sitting for eight hours. I'm not doing it. You know, so little things, drinking water, getting eight hours of sleep. Um, when you're doing phone calls with your team, I, I did a one-on-one today. I walked for an hour and 15 minutes while I did my one-on-one with one of my teams. It's little things and none of this costs money, right? So we can't use that excuse either. It's so simple. So just remembering your body is a machine and it needs, it needs you to tighten the screws and keep the gears running and make sure that it doesn't get rusty in order for you to show up and deliver for yourself, your family, your clients, your market. Absolutely. So true. And I, I have a standing desk too, and I'm actually sitting right now. I'm usually standing, but I, and I, I do, I love the walking yeah. while you're talking and I love you like walking and doing your, where you're inner, you're energetically, you show up better too, you know? It's so true. It's um, so true. Well, this has been so good, Kelly. I so appreciate you hopping on and coming in and just pouring love into my community, into my listeners. I want to be conscious of your time. What, where can folks find you? What do you have going on right now? And where can folks find you? Yeah, for sure. Well, I always say the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, right? Because there's over 600 episodes. I, I bring new teaching strategy mindset tips you know, there every single week. And, you know, we always have a ton of things going on. You can follow me online. You know, there's always, there's always 80 million things going on, but if you really want to extract the most value right away, go binge some episodes of the show and you're sure to pick some things up that'll help you leap forward. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for coming in here today. I just adore you. You're making a huge impact on the world. You're making an impact on my clients. You're making this massive ripple effect everywhere. And just thank you for showing up and just uh, being who you are. I just, uh, I just adore you. And, and thanks for coming on the podcast. For sure. Thanks for having me and you know, getting to work with people like you, obviously, is what gets me out of bed in the morning to see what we can do together. So thank you, Melissa. Thank you, Kelly. All right. right. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. For free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co. Or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out. And make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second, gave me that five-star review of the show, and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode.